You're listening to Sarah Cooper's Road to Raw in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Sarah's joining us from Iowa, and uh, you've got a little less than three months to go. Is it coming up on you kind of quick? Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. It's it's just flying by. It, it always blows me away as, you know, June draws a little bit nearer how fast that time gap, you know, when, from when you first sign up and it seems like, oh yeah, that's, that's a long ways off and n- not anymore. No, no, it's coming up quick, but I don't know, I'm getting the miles in and the training's going well, so uh, I'm just trying to not hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a really good season so far with Sebring. What do you have coming up? Are you doing some gravel races? Just Trans-Iowa. That's the only gravel race I'm doing. Uh, definitely doing a lot of gravel riding. Um, the weather has been just too cold and unpredictable to get in a lot of road riding, pavement riding. So I've been spending a lot of time on my gravel bike. Gravel or fat bike? Just gravel. I think I've, I've had my fat bike out just once in Sebring, and that was mostly just riding with the kids. I was kind of hoping to see your support van out there with the fat bike with slicks on it. Yeah, I wouldn't get anywhere very fast with that. <laughs> so when is Trans-Iowa? April 23rd, just few weeks. Wow, and that is a really brutal race. So any concerns about doing that one? Yeah, there's always concerns, but um, I don't know. I feel physically ready for it in a way that I really haven't been in previous years. Um I went out for a gravel ride towards the end of my big volume week last week, and I had a ridiculous amount of miles on my legs and saw this B road, and the guy I was riding with was like, hey, we should go down there, but, you know, that'd be a good road to ride on, so we went down there, and it ended up being something that I had to hike, so I was a little worried about it, but, you know, I picked up that 30-pound bike and climbed up a couple of really big hills <laughs> through the mud and had heavy feet, and it was great. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am worried about it, but on the other hand, I know I'm about as prepared for that as I'm ever going to be, so try not to worry about it too much. Now, how are your logistics coming? You've got your crew put together. What are you doing for vehicles and everything else? That's pretty much all said. I've got I've got a lot of people and a lot of vehicles, <laughs> probably more than I need for Rob, but it worked out. Um, I have... Um, Connie and Jill Mann are bringing their van and letting me use that, which is all set up as a support vehicle. And then I have um, my SUV, which can also be a support vehicle. And we have a spare vehicle that I'm using to transport me and my bikes and all the gear out there ahead of time. And we have an extra person that's driving that, so it's kind of like a runner vehicle. Now, all- set up and I need, but it's all good. All the cold temperatures you've been having to deal with, what are you expecting to do when you get out into the desert? Because it could be in the one teens if it's like last year. Yeah, I, it, it's it's really hard to be acclimated to that kind of temperature um, living out here. So it's not like I've never raced or trained in those temperatures before. So the best that I can do is just have strategies in place to deal with that. And I will be going out a week ahead of time to, to at least get used to being hot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. So what's your sleep strategy like? Have you thought about that yet? 
Yeah, starting to put that into place a little bit more. Um, we definitely prefer to ride through the first um, 400 miles or so before stopping to sleep. And then, you know, from there, it, it's it's my first time doing a race that long, so I really I, I don't anticipate that I'm going to sleep much. Um, but um, we'll just kind of have to play that by ear. When you did Silver State and when you did the Texas time trials, did you take any sleep breaks? I'm assuming not. No, no, I've never slept during a race yet. Never have, never felt the need to, never got so drowsy that I was worried about it. Part of the South was probably the biggest challenge just because I was awake for so long before we started. So I was I was pretty loopy um, by the end of that race. But um, even then, I think a, a short sleep and I would have been able to get back on my bike and and keep going, but yeah, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm really not a sleeper anyway, I have five or six hours a night and I can go for a week or more with three or four hours a night. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens out there. Now, what kind of experience does your crew have working with you? Uh, well, they have, they have a lot of experience with the race. Um, some of them are friends that I know pretty well, um, and then some, like Connie and Joe, I just I, I've really become closer with them just this past year. Um, but my crew chief is my coach, so he knows me pretty well, and he's he got me through Heart of the South um, in good shape. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and then Rob White is on my crew, and I crewed for him at Ram, and we've done oh, that's great together. Yeah, so I've got I've got some good friends on the crew that know me, and I think they'll be able to keep me going. Now, having a coach as a crew chief, I, I'm wondering how that's going to work for him, because is he going to be wanting to see your numbers and everything, or just really focusing on getting you across? Oh, I'm sure it'll be a combination of both. <laughs> um, he's a numbers guy, so... <laughs> And looking at that stuff and talking about it with somebody over the cardo, I'm sure will keep me alert and interested. So, Okay, and speaking of alert and interested, we have to know what kind of music does Sarah Cooper listen to when she's writing? <laughs> well, my son, my son calls it death metal. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're an Iron Maiden fan? Uh, well, actually, yeah, I know it's worse than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I listen to um, oh, Five Figure Death Punch and sort of that genre. <laughs> wow. And are you going to be playing speakers to psych everybody out, or are you going to be playing it through the cardo? I, you know, I really don't know. I don't have any plans for that. I listen. I only listen to music on the trainer, and then I put um, I put my headphones in at Sebring. But those are really the only two places that I'll ever listen to music on a bike. I'm not sure that I feel really comfortable listening to music on the open road because, I don't know, just needing to hear the traffic and what's going on around you. So, so we'll see. You know, I think I think Joe has some speakers on his van, so there could be some crazy music blasting. Actually, I, I listened to Rob White's playlist from Ram, so if anyone's familiar with Rob's... <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, that's what'll be blaring if, if we get that going. And as your, I mean, is, uh, trans Iowa now really at the forefront of your training or are you really using that as preparation for raw? 
it's more of a preparation for raw kind of thing. Um, I, I have the benefit of, of being really comfortable riding on gravel. So this year I'm just, I'm not really stressed about my gear or the weather or any of that stuff. It's, you know, it's something I'm prepared to deal with and the mileage and, and the being awake all night. And so it's just more practice for me. And I don't want to pry too much into personal here, but uh, with your training, what kind of mileage are you doing weekly now? Well, yeah, I mean, that's always a hard thing to to throw out there because I really can't make anyone happy talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people tell you, oh, you're training too much or oh, you're not training enough. And, you know, like gravel, gravel is just a completely different world in terms of speed, you know, 15 or 16. That's like, yeah, that's like a rock and good ride. <laughs> If I do that on a road, gosh, that'd be embarrassing. <laughs> um, but it varies. That big volume week that I did, I did over 700, and a lot of it was gravel. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was a big week. Um, but it varies anywhere between three and 500. Okay. That's pretty, pretty normal. And then are you under snow right now? I mean, we just got buried in Colorado, and I believe it was heading your direction. Northern Iowa got snow. We got rain, so no snow. And any... Snow in some situations would be better than rain. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Makes the gravel a mess. (laughs) So any concerns that you have right now that you're taking care of, or are you feeling really pretty good about everything? No, I'm feeling pretty good. I really, you know, my body's held up pretty well. The, The kind of chronic aches and pains come and go and it's there's really nothing that that I'm worried about physically I, I'm I'm kind of surprised I've, I've been injury prone in the past and I've worked really hard over the winter on strength training and core training and it seems like I've really bonded with my foam roller and <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all holding together pretty well Well, that is great to hear, and I look forward to checking in with you again very, very soon. So, Trans-Iowa coming up, any event in between now and then? Are you throwing in just some kind of fun little things to mix up your training at all? No, I'm doing, I'll do some brevets. There's a brevet series here, um, and I'll do at least two of those. And no, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from anything fun because... That's just a good way to hurt myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sarah Cooper, uh, it's a real pleasure following you on your road to Raw. And again, look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks, George. Thanks very much. Over the Top Cycling in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.